Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show! Greetings, Minivan Mafia. Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. Welcome back, everybody. Hey. Hi. It's been a hectic few days. I'm happy to be getting together and uh, drinking some beer and yeah. hanging out. Me too. Right? Glad yes. to take my mind off reality for a few minutes, even though we'll dip back into it when we talk about our topic, mm-hmm. but... That's all right. That's all right. Yep. I don't mind that. I just uh, like the idea of having a couple drinks with you. I am a fan. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we're going to drink a new brewery, well, new to us brewery. I haven't really had much of their stuff. We're going to drink brothership brewing today yeah exciting uh and we're gonna drink one of our favorites to start new england double ipa yeah uh you know i mean the description you can't go wrong with that when yeah. it comes to me and you right pretty so. much yeah earth go hard is the name <laughs> they're all about this like space stuff yeah um, I... which is interesting um their slogan is believe in beer which, you know, I mean, I can't, you can't go wrong with that. Sounds so. kind of alien-esque yeah. or whatever, right? Believe in something. Sure, we'll go with that. Uh, so, yeah. So, I remember hearing about Brothership a couple of years ago. Um, but more in, like, people talking about it. Because when I first heard about it, it was in bad time. And yeah. everything was closed. Sure. So, I remember people saying, oh, let's try this, try this. Um, and they actually legitimately opened in February of 2020. Oh, wow. Like the month before the world shut down. I did not know that. Yeah. So officially February, 2020, (laughs) their production and a tasting room were scheduled, were opening. Okay. And then the world shut down March 13th. So they were open for, you know, a couple weeks and then they immediately have to pivot Upon opening, and they started just selling growlers to go because that was the only thing that they could do to continue serving the beer that they were planning on serving in their tap room, and there was no tap room to serve it in. So, um, yeah, so they initially initially started with like hazy IPAs, okay, which is still one of their 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 go tos, but they've expanded to a variety of other things now. You know, they're three years in. Um, and so we're going to drink this one now. Let's do it. It smells amazing. It does smell amazing. Yeah, that's solid. That's what I needed, you guys. This is perfect. I drank like a really big sip of that. (laughs) Like I wanted to drink this entire glass. I was just like, this feels really good. I want to drink this whole thing. The aroma of this is just perfect. Like this is exactly what like I just opened the pool this week. Like this is like dead on with what the feelings of right now are for me. So this this is it's the spot for I know sure. we're not really giving a lot of like description of this, but I mean, we've talked about New England IPAs almost yeah. more than anything 
and I, it's just, it just checks all the boxes. It has the perfect aroma. It's hoppy. It's creamy. It's got all of, yes, it's like a perfect New England IPA. This is exactly what, if you are looking for this beer style, this checks all the boxes. This Absolutely. Is great. I don't think right. I've ever had this particular beer from them. I don't um, know that I have either. So I do have kind of a story about Brothership. Mm-hmm. I've been to Brothership. Oh, you have? Okay. Once. They're in yes. Mokina, by yes. the way, for anyone listening. I went to see a movie with my friend John. His mm-hmm. family had rented out a theater. Oh, nice. We love to that. See, <laughs> yes. To see the Ghostbusters movie. Oh, sweet. The latest um installment the one with like the kids i don't Mm -hmm. even know is that the latest i I think it is whatever sure anyway we went to see it and it was good and we had a great time and um john and i that's kind of our thing we go to Mm -hmm. see movies together so his family had rented the theater and he invited me to go and it was really awesome and of him to do that and i had a really good time and we were out in orland to see the movie and i was like let's grab a drink Mm mm-hmm and uh we ended up at brothership nice and it was really good it's a nice place yeah. um it's like a lot of breweries where it's sort of it's in like an industrial ish yeah area. it's sort of kind of industrial it's but it was like the train station yeah um, it was kind of just like dropped in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. area yep, there wasn't really a anything lot else. of breweries are yeah the space that they can find my yeah. one observation mm-hmm. and i don't mean for it to sound like a complaint sure, sure. is there was a lot of IPAs. Oh, okay. Doubles, New England's, mm-hmm. single IPAs. There had to be 12 beers on the list and I think 10 of them. Oh, wow. That's I'm not lot. exaggerating. I think 10 yeah. of them were IPAs. And I think I actually drank the other two beers. Because you wanted some variety, well, which is what I, I usually do. Because I had so many IPAs yeah. and part of me... I don't want to sound like a snob, but part of me is like, I don't need to know if your IPA is good. I want to know if your other stuff is good. Which is fair. I want <laughs> one IPA in my mix because I yeah, know sure. I will enjoy it. So that's like a safe one. Of you course. know what I mean? And then let's try some other other things. I've never been to their brewery. Um, they, I think the reason that they actually even stayed open because based on the time that they opened was that they had already started to build a following before they ever even opened. Okay. So they were home brewing, obviously, um, mm-hmm. for years and then sharing their homebrew with friends, with neighbors, going up to Crafted with other fellow brewers. Sure. So lots of people knew about them before they even opened their doors. Yeah. So like there was, I, I, I listened to a podcast talking about like Crafted's second anniversary party, which was like back in 2019. Right. And they actually had already, they were talking about Brothership then <laughs> and they had never even opened. Okay. So like they had already developed like in the industry and there's other people in, you know, that kind of Mokina, Frankfurt, you know, right. New Lenox area. Um, and so people knew about them. So I think that helps them when they shut down is that they could sell their beer to go because they already had kind of built a name. Um, but they still kind of had that small ba- small batch mentality. They're still uh-huh. not huge. You know, they obviously can and distribute now, but um, not, you know, huge, not widely. Um, their goal is to bring the highest quality beer, but have a fun, welcoming environment. Yeah, so hopefully I felt that. That was that accurate. That was. And we already said their slogan is to believe in beer. Um, <laughs> they're not actual brothers, but it's made up of five partners, two of which are the brewers. Okay. Um, and three other guys who, you know, invested and helped kind of 
get it up going and running and whatnot. Um, and, you know, like I said, the two have been brewing together for quite a few years now. Um, I actually, so I heard about them a handful of years ago and, you know, I've seen their stuff in local bottle shops and whatnot. And then we were at something with my husband for his, like something for work. Okay. And we were talking about beer because lots of the guys drink beer. Obviously they know I drink beer. And my husband's friend was talking about his neighbors who were used to brew his neighbor's son who was brewing in his dad's garage and would always come by and like share their, their beer, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, what? What's the name? Brothership. So uh-huh. one of the brewers, Ryan Willig, he is was the neighbor of my of our friend. Oh, so, oh, okay. So he's like, yeah, we used to drink their beer before they were ever a thing, ever like, I know, right? you know, whatever. Just he was brewing in the garage and would come and bring us some samples to try. And that's what happened. So he actually grew up in Frankfurt Square, which is where our first house was. Oh, so it was yeah. a couple blocks from I where remember our that. first okay. where we bought our first house. So around that time, before we moved out here, they were brewing down the street from us. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. really cool. <laughs> that's really that's actually, you know, sort of my story with Ricky from Foreign Exchange. Yeah, is yeah. that I had run into him a handful of times at bottle shares mm-hmm. and a lot of times he would bring his own stuff. Yeah. And it was just so incredible and so good. And 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 he had a similar thing, I think, where he had quite a following before, before he really he established yep. as a brewery mm-hmm. uh full on. Yeah. And it was you know, yeah. He was we were ready for him. That yeah. was kind of my yeah. feeling. And I, I feel like this is this is similar. They were sharing and brewing good stuff and you know, people had people were excited for yeah. them to actually open. So yeah, I think totally, that right. kept them going for the time that they couldn't be open and then really built up a following once they actually were able to get back at it. So yeah, so really cool, cool story. Um interesting tie in <laughs> and this yeah. is an excellent New England IPA. I'm thoroughly enjoying this beer right now. So. Yes, this is really good. I'm resisting the temptation to just to drink, drink the, the rest thing. of it yeah. immediately. <laughs> I'm going to try not to do that. And uh, and then we can let's move on and talk a little bit about our topic. Yes. Which I think is exciting because it seems like our kids are getting older and this is a like kids are getting older topic i mean we talked about them getting phones not long ago and i think this topic kind of comes from that subject Mm -hmm. a little bit it it, it pairs with it yeah sure Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good way to put it um so now we're going to talk about leaving kids home alone Mm -hmm. um i'll begin by yeah. saying that the state of Illinois requires a child to be 14 years old before they can be left home alone. And at that age, they are not allowed to be left with younger siblings or overnight. And there's yeah, all this stuff. Crazy. I feel like I was babysitting at 14. It's, it's uh, one of the, I, I don't have direct information about this, but it is one of the older age minimums in the I think the it's the country. oldest. Is it? I believe it's the oldest. That's yes. Not surprising, yeah. but also is surprising. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so that being said, I'm sure you guys have heard us say how old our children are. I won't be saying those numbers nope. tonight, <laughs> but you know where they fall <laughs> in the age range and we'll go from there. I, so I will say that both of my children as of right now, the older and the younger both have cell phones mm-hmm. and that that's why I think these topics are connected because I don't know that I would consider leaving 
my child alone anywhere for any period really without the phone yes without a way to contact now i will say that our house is very odd for this day and age because we have a house phone yes you've mentioned which that. is i recognize everyone is like what is a house phone my children's friends have no idea what a house of course phone not is. they have they're like whose number no is this yeah they're like what is can this? i text you yeah exactly no nope, that's not how this works we are I know, uh, right? this is old school this is yeah so but agreed we would never even consider even leaving them at all without a way to contact someone now we actually felt like we wanted to have a way for them to contact us even if there was a babysitter in the house because okay. god forbid something happens something medically happens with the babysitter yes of course with something yeah. they have no means even if she has a phone to get into her phone right so like for us and we do try and go out on dates or do things like if they're with my parents it's one thing you know yeah sure but if there's a babysitter at our house that's one adult to three children and if something happens they have no way to call anyone right so that was our initial we should have a house phone in case sure in case something happens the worst case scenario we're really good at thinking of the worst case scenario yeah i like to go back to the boy scouts on this one they always say they say always be prepared the worst and Mm -hmm. if you're always prepared you're gonna you'll be in a better position when yep. the worst happens yes. and you know it's always it is the worst so it might not be great but right. it might be better yeah so we we did do that but i agree a big part of the cell phone is that not only if they were home and we don't leave our children home alone for long periods of time but there's periodically been times where i'm leaving to go to work or something my husband will be home in 20 minutes like yeah. Am I going to pay a babysitter to come and watch them? Or I can be like, hey, to the neighbors, the kids are at the house. Like, They're going to get on the yeah, bus or whatever. They're literally going to get gonna, on the bus, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, and they have a phone. So if something does happen, they could call. Sure. Um, so that was a big factor in that. But not just at home. So, like, technically, yeah, kids have to be 14 at home. But, like, you can drop your kid off at a sports practice yeah. or an after school activity or whatever and they could be sitting there for a half an hour before you come to pick them up and there's like nothing there so like yeah. our son plays lacrosse it's in a field right. there's no buildings around like right. there's nothing yes there's a bunch of other adults but let's say that somebody's running late or the one time that started me on this quest was like there's a tornado warning yeah right and he was a half an hour away from home i had dropped him off it's there's nothing there's no shit there's no cover there's nothing at all and it wasn't his normal team it was a travel camp that he was going to Ah. so like he didn't even know personally any of the other parents or anything like that and i'm like okay i have to run back there because there's a tornado warning i don't even know where my kid's going to be i have no way to contact him he has no way to contact me that's pretty what do i do and so at that point i was like and this just happened last summer so like the end of last summer so i was like okay, we need to rethink this. I recognize that, you know, we weren't considering phones yet, but in this scenario, like, he's alone. Potentially alone. Even if he's not at home, he's alone. Yeah. So with that, I'm like, he needs a way to be able to get a hold of us. So that's what started this. But, yeah, we've... The home alone thing has started to be more of a conversation 
definitely since they've gotten phones. Yes. Same. That I feel the same way. So now my older son, who's a bit older than your mm-hmm. kids and my youngest, um, we kind of you felt a little bit more comfortable kind of leaving him a bit like if little brother had something and I had to take him rather mm-hmm. than my older son coming along sure. just to ride in the car and ride back home. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm going to be gone for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You can stay, you know. We'll get into it because I do have some thoughts on ground rules and things like oh, that. We can sure. talk about that in yeah. a minute. But like, you know, we just were, so, I was just sort of like, you can just hang here. Yeah. You know? You won't even notice I'm gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, on days where like in school where one's sick and the other one's well and I have to drop somebody off at mm-hmm. school because we don't have a bus, mm-hmm. you know, we reached a point where I was like, you know, the school's five minutes from here. Yeah. I'm going to drive your brother just stay here on the couch. Yes, you probably don't want to move. Literally, be back in ten minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm literally just going to drive by, and he's going to jump out. Yep. So mm-hmm. you're going to be fine. Yeah. It's it's super interesting to me that like we have so much more technology now, but yet I we, I definitely was left home alone prior to sure younger right? than okay yeah it was, but we didn't have a ring doorbell or cameras or you know wi-fi or any of those things when we were kids right and yet we were still left periodically many people (laughs) our age uh, not me because i was never left alone um but not because i'm special because i was super dependent on my mother we're both my mom and i are both special i guess is the how i would describe it um But there are many people our age that were expected to come home from school and be alone until parents got home from work. Quite literally, that was the plan. You walk home. First grade (laughs) at six, seven years old. You walk home, you let yourself in, you stay there until mom mom or dad gets home. Like, that was a common occurrence, regardless of the law. That was a common occurrence when we were kids. (laughs) And I do think, like you said, even though technology has just exploded, we are far more concerned about leaving our kids home. I think that kind of boils down to parents somewhat believing that the world is a more dangerous place. I don't really buy into that. I think we just know about more because of the news and social media. And this isn't like a political rant. It is merely the availability of information. Yeah. Everybody knows things immediately at the touch of a button. Right. You can read a story about a kid walking home by himself and getting snatched off the road or whatever. Far more often now than you could have yeah. 15 or 20 that years ago. That doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Yeah, you it, just didn't know I made a comment, with, and this is somewhat unrelated, but I watched this documentary a long time ago about Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a serial yeah, killer, yeah. and he would, he would lure women, and he was mm-hmm. very charismatic, and he was yep. attractive, and there were all these things. And, and I watched this, and I was talking to my father about it because, you know, it was a period of time that he mm-hmm. remembered, sure, you know. that's totally fair, yeah. And uh, I said, wow, you know, it was so crazy watching this and thinking that there was a guy like this out there in the world. You know, I mean, imagine if that something like that was existing, no. you know, today. And he goes, you really don't think that that person doesn't exist in the world today? And I was like, that's a really good point. We just don't know about it. Yeah. And that isn't because there's less information. It's just we because know about Ted Bundy now because of how much information there is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah. it it's interesting to me to think about that 
the flow of information is so vast now mm-hmm. that you do learn about far more things than you would have ever before. You do, but it's still interesting. So my husband, obviously, you know, being a firefighter paramedic, gets lots of calls for crazy things or people who've been shot or people that die. And most of those things never hit the news. Sure. Far more people are found dead in the Walmart parking lot than you would ever think. And the once in a while it hits the news and it happens a couple times a month. Like there's so many times that there's murder suicides or people get shot or a dead bodies found in the river or all the time. But it needs to be a slow news day for some of those things in towns around here to get. And it's funny that you say that because I think that, like, I live in a relatively large city outside Mm -hmm. of Chicago. And the scheme of cities outside of, in the state of Illinois, outside of Mm -hmm. Chicago, I live in Bolingbrook. Bolingbrook's pretty big, population-wise, even size-wise. And every so often... Mm-hmm. The local patch, you know the patch. Yep, Everybody the patch. knows the patch if you're from here, and they have yeah. them, it's all over the country, yes, so yes, maybe yes. everybody yeah. knows the patch. <laughs> but every so often, the patch will be like, "Oh, home invasion, two people dead, mm-hmm. blah, bowling brook." Yep, and I'll just be like, "Oh, yeah, that sucks." <laughs> and then you read the story, yeah. and it's like the person invading the home was like the boyfriend, right? It's of usually the girl domestic the house, of some sort, yeah. and the. And that isn't to lessen the impact of what the story is about, but the reactions to the story, the comments on the story Mm -hmm. are always like, I've lived in Bolingbrook (laughs) for 35 years, and we never used to have anything like this happening. And now (laughs) this town is so dangerous. And I'm like, you know, is it any more dangerous than pretty much any other town of similar size? it's the same. Very similar. Yeah. You know, and... Whatever you know, there's a there's a very wide variety of of income levels mm-hmm. and things like that. And when you put a huge quantity of people together, I mean, look at the city of Chicago. Yeah, the odds are good. The statistics it's are just there. Mathematically it's possible. And, and so yeah. <laughs> and even if you read like the police blotter, if there's no arrests, nothing's going to be on that. Yeah. Like you, I guarantee you, if she lived in that town for 35 years. This has happened numerous times. Uh, she just yeah. never heard about it. And that's the thing about like people now being more concerned to leave their kids home, even though you can literally, most people can see who's at your door, who's yeah. in your driveway. You can access everything. You can literally set your alarm from your phone. Like I can close yeah. my garage door and verify that's closed from my phone. Right. I can see every entrance to my house from my phone right like you have so much more security now than god we had a, a key stuck in the plant in the front know, of our you know fake rock like, right so, or whatever and like nobody was concerned then because we didn't know to be concerned right like we didn't have all that knowledge we barely had internet like we literally right. had dial up you didn't have no those things to scare you and it's not that they shouldn't scare you it's that like we didn't have the context of the crime that realistically happens everywhere. Yeah. And now it's thrown in our face with social media and with all these online articles and everything. And so people, in my opinion, are more concerned because they can see it. They yes. hear about it. It's not that it's more prevalent. It's just more available. Yeah. So, well, so yes. anyway, leave your kids home alone, guys, because yeah. <laughs> um, nothing will happen to them. Uh, <laughs> anyway. 
Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I started off saying, you know, that we've left Big Brother home mm-hmm. to drop off Little Brother. Um, I've left Little Brother home to drop Big Brother off at Karate, which is like five minutes mm-hmm. away from my house. Yeah. Um, now in the last, I would say, five or six months, I've pr- left them both alone to, like, pick up pizza for dinner. Sure. And be gone 20 minutes. Yeah, it's never um, for, like, I'm going to go to work and leave you home for no. the day. It's no. like, you literally don't want to come get in my car to get... Honestly, by the time you get all your crap and your shoes on and go to the bathroom and get in the car, I'll probably be back. Uh, so, yeah. Like, I don't make a bunch of detours, right. you know. At the maximum, I think there's been times where I've, like, gone and gotten gas and then gone to Wherever the you had store to, to grab the three things I was yeah. buying and, and then back. come back yeah. and if that errand took me a half an hour i would be surprised yep. um i will say that we've had a couple of bumps in the road okay. um i live in a neighborhood where there's a lot of kids the same age as my kids uh. and when they come to the door they ring my doorbell relentlessly Until and not just like ding dong ding it. dong uh. ding dong constantly but They'll like ring the doorbell and then give up and come back like 10 minutes later and ring the doorbell again. (laughs) And then, and I believe it's because they look in the window and And they they can can see the TV is on or something. So they can tell somebody's there. Yeah. So they just kind of keep trying, assuming eventually someone will get sick of the doorbell (laughs) and come and answer. And unfortunately for me, that does happen. My kids, there have been times where like, like I had to drop off my nephew at home and then i was on my way back Mm -hmm. and my nephew lives like 15 minutes away and i was on my way back to the house and my little one calls me i'm like five minutes away and he goes the kids in the neighborhood keep coming to the door and ringing the door and big brother answered and said we can't play our mom's not home and i was just like Dude, that is not the rules. What <laughs> are you doing? And I like come home, yeah. guns blazing. Yep, yep. Uh, and my oldest, I love him, but this guy just does not seem to follow the logic. <laughs> I don't know what it is about this conversation mm-hmm. that doesn't go through his brain, right? Yeah. But I'll be like, I don't want you to ever answer the door. Period. Oh yeah. Ever. Never. And Agreed. he'll just be like, what if it's so-and-so? It, you should never even know who it is because you, you shouldn't, shouldn't go to go the door. Anywhere near the door. Stay. And yeah. he'll be like, but they won't stop ringing the doorbell. Put your headphones in. I just don't know what to tell you. ignore yeah. it. Go down in the basement and play on the computer. Go up in your room and put your headphones on. Yeah. You won't even know it's happening. Yes. Just mm-hmm. ignore it. Mm-hmm. And they will go away. And he just is just like, I'll just tell him that I can't play. And And I'm like, that's that's not what I said. (laughs) And he'll be like, I won't tell him you're not there. I'll just say we can't play right now. No, don't Don't answer answer the the door. door. What if if you walk up to it and it's some dude and he just grabs you off the porch and runs? Right. Yes. Yeah. That's don't or someone who comes in the house and tries to there's so steal many things, things that or could happen yes agree don't answer the door yes. period so he has repeatedly kind of like burned that for me mm-hmm. i um i go back and forth with it which i think the lesson is supposed to be don't leave him home alone <laughs> yeah fair fair <laughs> um and for the most part since that one occasion yeah. which wasn't that long ago I've kind of like stopped doing it yeah. a little bit. Um, 
and had some talks with him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, about the situation. In fact, actually, today, and I was there, I was never not there, mm-hmm. but um, the neighborhood kids rang the bell, and I answered the door myself, mm-hmm. and I was like, we're about to eat dinner. We're going to eat in, like, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm maybe they'll come out and play with you guys. It was like a couple of kids yeah, from different yeah. houses in the neighborhood. And I'm like, yeah. maybe after dinner we can come out. 15 minutes later, dinner's still not ready, by the way. <laughs> that same exact kid knocks on the door and he goes, can they play now? And I go, no, no. we haven't eaten yet. We still haven't eaten yeah. yet. I told you they would come out. After. And he's walking away and he goes, it's been 15 minutes. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, <laughs> just go. I'm like, and then like 15 minutes later, oh he knocked on the door again. Actually, I think it was somebody, uh, some other kid. And I looked at my husband and I was like, you better deal with that. I can't go to the door anymore. I, I will kill that again. kid. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah. yeah. Our, we only we don't have a lot of kids in our neighborhood that are our kids' ages. We have the neighbors that are one, the little girls one year younger than the twins, and so they actually my daughter plays with them quite okay. a bit, um, and they will come to the door, and, um, you know my kids look out the front window to see who's at the door when we're home okay i will say that we had an instance where i was dropping my son off at a friend's house i left my daughter home for like five minutes she was having a friend come over too i texted her dad and was like hey you know drop her off at 145 or something he didn't get my text he got came there early and so my daughter calls me is like so-and-so's at the door i'm like she'll have to wait like she didn't open it she didn't you know whatever but i was like do not open that door. Yeah. They will wait till I get there. Yeah. She's like, okay. And so she just went back I'm to sure the couch. I'm sure she felt awkward and, about it. Right. Because yeah. she knew her friend was coming over and they were getting dropped off. But I was like, the rule is you don't open the door. You don't turn the stove top on. <laughs> like, these are There's the rules. rules. man. It's only two Literally, rules. Literally, no stove, no door. That's it. Like, if you want to toast some toast or make put something in the microwave, like, they do that anyways. Like, sure, whatever. Open the fridge. See what's in the pantry. Fine. Like, yep. no opening the door, no using the stove or the oven. Like, that's it. Those are, and I mean, my kids don't play with fire generally. I guess that should be a rule too, but, like, they don't do that anyways. Right, so. sure. You don't but have, like, a bunch of in lighters general, in a drawer matches nothing for them to- that, Yeah, no, nothing with fire, whether that be stove or other. Yeah. <laughs> and no opening the door. That's really most of the rules here. Sure. Like, that's what we have to do to be able to have this, like, to, for me to trust you. We've been talking a lot about trust in our household. Um, and th- those are the things. So, so, so far, so good. We never leave the kids home for very long. I'm sure as they get older, things will change. But I do feel comfortable running to drop someone off or running to pick something up really quick. Now, I don't. And I don't know at what point I will leave my oldest with the twins. Because she will never, I can't say never, he will likely not be able to stay at home by himself. Yeah, um, sure. But at some point, I will leave him at home with the twins because they yeah, I think that's will be fine. A reasonable um, possibility. Yeah, yes. for sure. Like once they can babysit of legal age or whatever, I definitely would be fine leaving them. They're probably better with him than most other people because they like have well, grown yeah. up with him. They live yeah, with him. sure. So they know how to you know things work. Um, so. That being said, it's only ever the twins that we, you know, leave for any period of time. And 
it's not much. So at some point, we will be able to do that and likely we'll use them realistically as a babysitter at some point. And, you know, they can do that. Realistically, their brother's older than them. So even by the point where they're, you know, of legal age, he'll actually be two years older. So, like... We're not breaking anything here, but yeah, um, yeah. My husband and I are kind of ready for the period where, like, maybe you could go get dinner not yes. far and yeah, in town, just yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. within a half hour of your house. Yeah, gone for two and a half, three hours mm-hmm. early enough that they're not alone at night. Really. Correct. I wouldn't want them to be alone at night, but like day dates. Me and my husband like day dates. Yeah, like sure, we could go yeah. out for lunch and you know, you know, right down the street. And at some point, we haven't, we have not done this yet. But at some point in the next couple of years, I would think we would be able to run down the street for lunch during the day. You know, when we have had there is a breakfast place that's like literally around the corner from my house, mm-hmm. and my husband and I have gone maybe once or twice yeah. on a morning where he's off on a weekend yeah. and just the two of us and we invite we're like do you guys want to go get some breakfast yeah. and they're like no, no. we don't want to yeah. go mm-hmm. you know and we've gone mm-hmm. and we've been gone an hour sure. you know, breakfast places are fast yeah oh they're super fast and yeah if i showed up and there was an hour wait for a table that we would just stay. leave yeah Agreed. we would just get donuts somewhere and come yeah. back home but because we are so close you yeah. know we've done that maybe twice yeah um and no issue and we're literally 10 minutes away so honestly if they called we you would just be like immediately we have to go just leave and yep. leave yeah and or exactly. even one of us could just leave right and the other one could stay yeah and finish their meal yep totally reasonable um so, and yeah. just get picked up in 20 minutes yep. or like, something i gotta go all right i'll pay the bill and you can come back and get right. me come get me yeah. after you pick up those nerds. and i think that that's i think that that's reasonable i had read something about illinois proposing to change the age because oh, yeah. there's so many other states that have a much lower age limit and 14 is excessively high um now i yeah. think that part of the problem is is the government doesn't trust parents, which is often fair um, because there's some parents that don't parent. Um, sure. But that's going to, those are people that are going to leave their six-year-old home alone. So it doesn't really matter. They're not well, going to follow the rules. I always so. like to say, well, you kind of, you have to do the math in these situations. I know that most people want to say, don't risk even one single life. Mm-hmm for whatever whatever sure, sure, the, sure. the yeah. law that we're talking about or the rule that we're talking yeah. about or the policy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand that sure. argument 100%. However, that being said, I think that when you have, a, you know, 1,000 cases where kids are left home alone and one of those times mm-hmm. or 10,000 cases where kids are left home alone and one of those times something bad happens. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, it's hard to like argue, like you said, it's hard to argue that that wouldn't have happened anyway. Anyways. Yeah. And it's also kind of hard to argue, you know, that it was because they were two years younger than they legally should have been. It's hard to argue causation for age. Like... Yeah, yeah, in a case because like, like that. I've always made jokes about how my younger son is more responsible than my right. older son. Exactly, and yet there is an age difference, mm-hmm. and there are there are times where I feel like I could leave my younger son mm-hmm. alone for three hours mm-hmm. easily. I, say that, I can fine. say that right now. Yeah. I could do that right now mm-hmm. uh, on a Saturday during the day. I could 
be yeah. I could go to the movies and, and he would see be a fine. movie yeah. and come back home and he would be all right. Mm-hmm. There's a slight chance he would communicate with me at some point in that period. Sure. But That's other about than that, it. Yeah. there I have full confidence mm-hmm. that he would be totally fine. Yeah. My older son keeps answering the door. <laughs> he answered the door for a total stranger a few oh, years no. ago when I was in the shower. Um, it was, it happened to be the guy who was there to fix my furnace and is my brother's high school friend. Thankfully. So he was, he was upset that my son answered the door. Mm-hmm. He was like, where's your mom? I heard him because I was already halfway down the stairs right. at this point because I heard the doorbell and I had just gotten out of the shower. Right. And so I was in, and he was very early and mm-hmm. I was getting dressed Yeah. and I heard the door open <laughs> And I just ran out of my room. Yeah. And I'm standing at the top of the stairs and the the heating guy is in the house and he looks up at me and I'm just like, hey, man. And he goes, your son let me in. And I was like, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good idea. It's a yeah. good idea. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, let me tell you what you're here to do. And, and then, then I will we'll beat the life we'll out of this child. address this problem. We won't yeah. have this issue again. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I that situation and before that situation, the rule has always been that I have to be able to give permission for the door to be mm. answered. So even if I'm in the other room or I'm in the bathroom or I'm in the shower, that you have to come get me and say the doorbell. Someone Somebody is at the, the door. door. Somebody yeah. is at the door. Even if you go and you look and you see who it is and you, you go, oh, it's my don't friend. Don't open the door. Just come to me and tell yep. me who, oh, so-and-so's at the door. Can I go play with him? Mm-hmm. I haven't opened the door yet. Yes. If that's why he's there. That's the um, key. And yeah. I will say, yes. Sure. You can open the door mm-hmm. and go play with your friend because you ask. Or I'll say, hang on, I'm coming. I'm coming. I and will I open will the door for you. I will follow you down. Yes. And then I will confirm that it yep. is, in fact, your friend. And right. you can go with him. Yep. Yeah. No, I. we don't... I mean, with the exception of days that are like parties, holidays, something, grandma's coming over, but all of our sets of grandparents have keys to our house, so they don't, they just open the door themselves. So even when the babysitter comes, they don't open the door. Like, we open the door. Well, and the the only exceptions I would ever make to this rule is there have been occasions where I've been like, I'm going to get in the shower. Mm -hmm my friend Linda is stopping by to drop this thing off. If I'm not out yet and she is the person at the door, you have my permission to open it. But very specific. And I'll even say that about like my mom or Mm -hmm. my brother or a close friend, family member. I'll say if I didn't tell you they were coming, don't open the door. You do not have to open the door for them. They will understand. Yep. Agreed. My brother shows up at the door and is knocking and my kids won't let my brother in. He'll understand. He'll yeah. understand. Totally. I totally agree. He yeah. can call me mm-hmm. and if I'm in the shower, I will call him back when I get out yeah. and I will go down and let him in and he can wait five minutes. Yep. My showers are not an hour long. Right. Yeah. Same. Yeah. They don't, they are not to open the door regardless. Now I will say that we still have... A deadbolt, not a deadbolt, a keyed bolt on the inside of our door. Yeah. So the key is too high for any of the kids to reach. Right. So they can't open the door. They could go and get a chair, sure, walk it yeah. over, they do could that, solve that process, problem. but sure, they cannot they easily they think they need open to. the door. So for us, 
they don't, but also we prohibit them from doing that because yeah, you just take that variable we away. hinder their ability to do that at least quickly. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So like, all if if it's my mom or if it's my mother in law, like they have a key. They right. don't have to open it. If it's the babysitter and I'm expecting them, then I will come and get them or let them in or even yes. text. Sometimes I'll text the babysitter and be like, it's unlocked. I know you're coming. Like, no, generally, they're, someone else isn't going to try the door, though they might. But, right. you know, we don't. I mean, leave I haven't our, encountered that either, yeah, but that we doesn't don't, mean never. We don't always leave our door locked. We keep it closed, but at sure. times it's unlocked, you know. I don't, like, when the twins come home from school off the bus, like, I leave the door unlocked so they let themselves in. I don't wait for them out to walk down the block, you know, sure, like, yeah. they come in together. So there's times that the door is unlocked, um, right. but they don't, they're not supposed to open it. Now, I'm sure they've probably have at times when we're home, but I know that they've done a very good job of not opening it when we are not home. Right. So... We'll hope that that continues. So we'll see. But yeah, th- this is more to come as they get older, I'm sure. I am looking forward to being able to leave and not worry about getting a babysitter for every little second that they are at home by themselves. It's kind of a milestone point when you don't have to get, you know, I'm going to be gone for an hour and I don't need a babysitter to come and watch you so right. that nothing happens. Like, that's a big step. I, we're, we're getting yes. there at this point, which is great. Um, Definitely. So it's 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 good, but there's lots of, you know, things and responsibilities and talks. Like, there's definitely some kids that my kids are friends with that I would not trust to leave at home for a minute by themselves yeah. at all. So, like, you mm-hmm. have to know your kids, too, you know? Absolutely. I mean, there's definitely some Absolutely. kids that at 12 can't be trusted. That's the people that the age 14 is built for, <laughs> is those kids. Like, sure, yeah, definitely. And let it be up to the parents to say, my kid's not responsible enough to do this. Yes. But there are there's a very big spectrum of kids that are responsible enough at 12 to be able to watch themselves. Yes. So that's the frustration with that specific rule is that the maturity level of children, once they hit like 10, 11 to like 17, is a huge range. It's huge. You're right. So big. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I've known kids who have fallen into that range and they're all over the place. All over. Yeah. So it's very interesting to say... It's just this age because realistically, I've met some 16 year olds that I wouldn't trust. Like, I mean, yeah. So, sure. And then I've met some 12 year olds that are incredibly mature and responsible. And so you've it's, met some nine year olds yeah, that are inc- incredibly right. responsible. So, like, there's, there's a, such a big range that it really should rely more on the parents to say, my kid is responsible enough to do this. I trust them. Here, there's ground yeah. rules, all of those things, yeah, and we're okay with it. So that that's kind of where we're at and where we're moving to. So um, I'm gonna open Red Planet, by the Let's way. Let's do it. This is a hoppy red ale. So a departure. Ooh, look at that color. It's red. It <laughs> is as red as red ales get. Yeah, I mean it's it's almost am well, it's amber, which makes sense. A little coppery maybe Ooh, yeah yeah it, it looks it, I, maybe they were going for like mars colored i mean sure. the red planet, oh because right? we got a red planet here yeah yes. so that's my guess yeah well, maybe let's see what we got all right we're gonna try this red ale 
hoppier than I expected, but the description does say hoppy red ale. Yeah. Um, this is not an amber ale. This is just a hoppy red colored ale. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I was going to say, I don't know. I, it's been a while since I've had a red ale, but I remember how they taste. And this, this is not it. See, now I don't want to, I don't want to harp on my point from earlier, mm-hmm. but my feeling when I went to Brothership was that a lot of their beers were I, leaning toward IPA yep. or were IPA. So I know this doesn't say it's an IPA and I respect that. But it tastes like an IPA. However, <laughs> it definitely feels like one. And yeah. a lot of like uh, elements, mm-hmm. and it's got the it's got the bitterness of the hops to it. It's got yeah, you know it, it. It's hard for me to really put my finger on the aroma though. Yeah, because it's not. It doesn't smell like an IPA. It's, it's got a very yeah. subtle aroma. Very subtle, not overly citrusy. I'm not entirely sure what I'm getting on. Maybe a little almost herbal i can see that a little bit herbal and that's probably a hops as well we're just dealing with a different variety yeah so it's columbus nugget and simcoe i don't know what nugget is um but it does have kind of an herbal aroma to it not a citrusy aroma like you would typically see with an ipa which it's not an i it's not labeled as an ipa but that hoppiness and that aftertaste and and all of that put together definitely feels like an IPA or maybe even a bit of an APA. Yeah. Not, you know, like, so I could see it being an ale because they all are technically, but it has more of an APA feel to me than, than what I would, when I see red ale, I expect more of an amber ale type. Right. It has more of that like wheat uh, flavor to it more, you know, yeah, even maybe malty a little bit, a little bit, um, yeah. And this isn't really bad. This to me tastes kind of like an APA as yeah. I taste more of it, um, because it doesn't have the citrusiness of like the IPA usually does, but it does feel like a pale ale. Yeah. So it's just red in color. Mm. Otherwise, it, it it's still a pale ale yeah. to me. So, but yeah, so interesting in terms of what they call it because it wasn't necessarily what i expected because i guess my red ale you know brain went sure, yeah. to something no, different this- well it's almost the same thing we thought about the new england we knew exactly what we were going to get and then yes. when we drank it it tasted exactly, exactly that what we way expected. And we were very yes. pleased with that yes, result yes. yeah and this wasn't what i expected purely based on you know my experience with what i would call a red yes. ale um this to me definitely tastes more like an APA. It's still got the hoppiness to it. Um, it does kind of is a little bit more herbal, earthy kind of in the aroma. Um, but I would say this is definitely a, a pale ale, just red in color is yes. what it seems like to me. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I obviously enjoy an IPA. I love, you know, the New Englands. This is, a, you know, a great New England and, you know, I do also, though, really appreciate breweries that can do a variety of different things yes. as well. So I would definitely be interested in trying other stuff from Brothership and seeing what other beer styles they've attempted and, and see what happens. So yeah. maybe I'll have to make a visit out there and see what else is on it's there. It's not that far. We could probably not work that out. Yeah. <laughs> see what else is on their menu to give a shot. And then we can always uh, be safe with the... Uh, 
one of these New Englands. Absolutely. So. Yep. I would definitely awesome. feel feel safe <laughs> with this New England. <laughs> definitely. Yes. All right. Fantastic. Well, it's been it's been fun. Yep. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Thanks everyone for listening to the latest musings from Parenting by the Pint. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week and cheers to you all.